Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, uh, I believe we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Orlando Magic Daily Live NBA Draft Lottery Spectacular. My name is Phil Prostenreich, sporting my Fulham colors and my Magic hat here for the NBA Draft Lottery. For the next, we're going to be talking all about the Orlando Magic, their their future, what's going to what's going to be happening. The NBA draft lottery, which starts, uh, the show starts at 8.30. The actual lottery is going to take place sometime in the 8.30 to 9 o'clock hour. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have live reaction to that as we get going with the show. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can of course comment on the, on the live chat here, uh, on the right. Um, if you're watching anywhere else, you can try and interact with the show some other way, but that's probably the best way. There's probably some reverberation because I'm trying to keep track of the live chat and now I'm playing in the background. I apologize. But let's introduce our panel for today, our magic panel. We're first going to be joined by our pal from Orlando Pinstripe Post, Corey Hudson. Corey, say hi to the people. Hi to the people. Good to see you all, sort of. Not really, but you can see me. Yeah, and that's that's the most important part. Uh, we also have from Orlando Magic. I am here. Okay, there we go. Technology, it's fun. Zach, say hi to the people. Hey, how are you, everybody? Excited. Let's get number one. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, eight point eight, eight point eight is the number today. Eighty-eight number combinations, and of course, we're joined as well by uh, David Iwanowski of Orlando Magic Daily. David, also say hi to the people. Hi, people. Awesome. Now that the introductions are out of the way, of course, the NBA draft lottery is the focus today. But it's been. About a month since the end of the season, we've had some time to digest some things, and I kind of want to know what your big takeaways are from the season and the direction that the Magic have to go to move forward now. Uh, Corey, you were at the Amway Center a lot with me throughout the season. Uh, when you look back at the season, what's kind of your big takeaway? Well... Uh, obviously the season was disappointing on a lot of levels. The Magic weren't nearly as good as we thought they were going to be. They were much worse at certain things that we thought they'd be good at. Namely, their defense was a train wreck when we actually expected to be all right. And really the team, they just didn't work. They didn't make sense. Nothing fit together. Got a little bit better after the trade, but not that much. Uh, Really moving forward, it's just about figuring out a way to make the franchise make sense. And that's both on the court and off the court. Cause you know, everyone knows the magic has a, a number of organizational issues as well that they need to take care of. So that's the main priority. Just, just trying to make everything work and then work on getting good from there. Yeah. And I, I think that's definitely a, a big, uh, definitely the big takeaway uh, as everything seemed to go to go to hell uh, for lack of a better term. Um, David, uh, Corey mentioned it a little bit. Uh, after the All-Star break, things did seem to get better. What did that gives you hope heading into this offseason that things are kind of starting to head in the right direction, or are they not? 
I mean, like their playing style is heading in the right direction. I mean, they're going smaller, they're going faster, they're shooting more threes, it seemed like. Uh, so that's a positive. As far as roster talent, I'm not sure that's going in the right direction, or that was <laughs> at least. But at least with the style of play, it seems like they're becoming more of a modern team, which is a good sign, definitely. Yeah, and, and I and and obviously that's kind of that was kind of the big theme after after the season. Um, you know, Zach, you're you've kind of been our go-to guy talking about kind of the culture and the process that this team has gone through. Obviously, hit a dead end here, and and they fired Rob Hennigan. Uh, what what did you see at the end of the season and from the season at large uh, that that you can kind of take away and build build from as as we begin the off season process here? I think the big thing is just to take away. And I think what you were talking about earlier was just they need to keep up the pace. The pace of the team need they need to be an up tempo team with who you have now. Uh, Aaron Gordon's probably your only player right now on your team that you're like, yeah, we probably want to use him in the future. Everyone else is kind of you know whatever. Uh, and I think Aaron Gordon's most effective when he's in transition and if you want to keep some of these I guess minuscule kind of players you got Alfred Payton better when you up the tempo Terrence Ross pretty effective when you up the tempo uh Bidnack Biombo you don't want in the half court so definitely better when you up the tempo uh so I think that's just the main thing to take away in the season because honestly most of it was a throwaway that was probably the biggest dead season the Magic have had since the season Jock Long got fired yeah, and certainly the lack the lack of continuity is a, a huge issue for this team. Uh, having four coaches in five year or three coaches in four years is is a huge detriment to the team. Um, you know, Evan Fournier actually brought this up. He's had a different coach every single year of his career, which is not conducive to a winning program. And obviously, the Magic are trying to get back into uh, into the playoffs. It's been five years, the longest drought in franchise history, and it it, it kind of feels like. This is this certainly the lowest that the team has ever been at, as far as uh, as far as a franchise uh, goes. Uh, but what direction do you see the team heading in in, in the future? Uh, who on this roster, to you, is is the guy that they absolutely must keep? Let's uh, start with uh, David. I mean, the only one I can really think of is Aaron Gordon. Uh, Do we all agree it's Aaron Gordon? <laughs> so let's let's throw that out there. Is it, is Aaron Gordon the, the keeper on the team? Guys, Mario, yeah, pretty much. It is Mario Hazonia. Come on. <laughs> uh, are we talking about the same Mario Hazonia? Is there a, another Mario Hazonia that I don't know about? The one, oh, I, yeah, the one I have on... Work out Mario Hazonia. The one I have on 2K is pretty good. Yeah. Let's get that guy. Um, yeah, so I mean, obviously, Aaron Gordon is kind of the kind of the the, the centerpiece, if, if you want to call it that. Um, at the four, I mean, there's not a lot of power forwards at the top of this draft, but is Aaron Gordon at the four really the only position that you feel in stone for this team? I think so. I mean, uh, if they get the first pick or a top pick, they're probably going to look to get a new point guard. Uh, the- point guard we've had so far has not been working very well um they're probably not going to get a center i would assume early considering they have still two centers left who can't play on the court at the same time um so it's probably either going to be a point guard or some sort of uh versatile wing like a tatum or isaac maybe jackson sort of guy that could work with gordon that they could kind of switch off who's the three who's the four depending on certain situations depending on offense and defense um, but yeah, I would say like kind of shy away from big men. Definitely. 
Corey, what, what do you what do you think of the roster makeup as it's? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Corey, what do you think of the roster makeup as as it stands right now? How how do you what what do you see as as the first place for this team to go to kind of start taking those steps forward? Is it is it a matter of this this what what you do with this first pick dictates the or the, the fifth pick or whatever whatever it ends up being dictates what you do the rest of the summer or, or how do you how do you go about beginning to rebuild this roster? Well, the the Magic have always demonstrated a propensity to take the best player available whether that continues under new leadership remains to be seen uh the message from alex martin and the rest of the front office seems to be that they're still in win now mode so maybe that couplers some of their decisions maybe they go for an older player with more experience who can affect the team right away personally that's not what i'm hoping for i'm not really looking at particular positions so much as just um needs you know adding shooting to making to the team a ton of needs so it's hard to really narrow it down but that's that's the way i would think about it because really if you find a quality player you can find a way to make him work on this roster nobody is um untouchable except for maybe gordon like we talked about yeah and and zach how, how do you how do you address that how, how do you approach uh, i guess looking to improve this team does does this draft pick kind of set the tone for the rest of the summer does does this first pick not obviously i mean obviously they have other picks but does this first pick set the tone for for the rest of the offseason in the direction that whoever the new president basketball operations is goes uh i think it does and again a lot of that's what's gonna pretty much depend on where they fall but like this team has a lot of issues and i think this initial high draft pick is what's going to set you up to how you're going to plan the game plan the rest of your offseason so you know you say you go point guard early, then you're probably not going point guard in agency, but you're probably going to end up trading Alfred Payton away. It's just that's a guess. Or if you go small forward with like Tatum Isaac, you're probably going to shy more away from that in uh, free agency and you will vice versa, you know, you're going to go for a point guard. So I, I think it does set up the rest of the offseason. And I would hope that the rest of the draft picks are also planning on being used for players that are going to play now and not players that you're going to develop for a couple of years, but we'll see what they decide to do. Let's even keep all those picks. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of feels like when we look at this draft that, um, and let me know if you guys agree with this that the the stretch the reach that the Magic are going to make is going to come with this first pick, and it's probably not much of a reach because there's so many good players at the top of this draft. With the 25th pick in the draft, which they got in the Serge Ibaka deal, the 35th pick in the draft, and if it comes to it, the 33rd pick in the draft, the Magic are going to look for guys that can contribute more immediately and be part of the team. It's more. Uh, at that point about finding guys that, that can supplement and fit the roster better. And, and obviously I think we all kind of recognize the magic need a lot. Um, David entering this off season, before we start diving deeper in, into the draft, into the draft prospects, what is the biggest need the magic need to address uh, either through the draft or in free agency or trades? I mean, everything, but overall I would say someone who can, from the wing at least create a shot and there's no one on the team I could really trust to create offense and that's why the offense has been so bad over the past few years especially last year I think they really need a guy who can create his own shot um I guess through the draft like some of these point guards they're pretty good offensively they could create their own shot guy like Tatum possibly or even like an Isaac something like that but they definitely need someone who can create offense because I mean offense is so important and they don't have that at all 
which sets them way behind in the league. Um, Zach, is this – I mean, the way the Magic built last year was obviously all about defense. Is is this a summer where the Magic need to kind of catch up with the times and really focus on their offense? Because I've kind of been working under a theory now that in today's NBA, and maybe you can assess the statement, in today's NBA, it's better to acquire offense and coach defense, whereas maybe five years ago when Frank Vogel was coaching the Pacers team that he likes to talk about a lot, uh, it was easier to to find defense and coach offense. Uh, I, I don't think that's necessarily true, but I think you have to have a good balance. Uh, and they didn't have any balance at all last year. And even the guys that were supposed to be great defenders, like Serge Ibaka was pretty brutal on defense last year. Didn't guard a stretch for, I don't know, all year. I can't remember one that he really did a good job defending. Biombo was, I would say, under, I think, well under expectations as far as the defense was concerned. Alfred Payton was under it. So, like, I think if you balance out offense and defense, you'll be fine. I think last year proved, though, that they didn't have either. Um, but I, more, more importantly, I think you just get guys who can play fast, whether they can shoot or whether or not, just guys that are good in the open court and make that your play style. Just that's, that's pretty much where I go with it. So, so, so you're, you're on board with the, with the play, with the kind of play fast up-tempo game that the Magic tried to play at, at the end of the season. Yeah, I think it helped mask some of the weaknesses that they had offensively because they're able to get out and transition score points. That helps a lot when you don't have any really good offensive players. I mean, Evan Fournier was realistically their best offensive player last year, and it's not like he did a great job, but he's being asked to do a lot more than he was capable of. So I think adding talent is definitely going to help, but definitely play up tempo to kind of hide your weakness a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think that's certainly the the start. And and, and while I, the Magic struggled a lot, um, I think a training camp is going to help them out a lot. Uh, kind of get their legs under them under that style that they they didn't have last year. So uh, I'm kind of in the camp. I guess I'm kind of in the camp of they played better than their stats showed at the end of the season. Uh, because they didn't have the because they essentially changed styles completely. Uh, from the first half of the season to to the second half of the season, um, I haven't done a lot of research into free agents. I don't know if he, any of you guys have yet. Is there anyone that you think? I mean, the Magic obviously have some limited funds to attack free agency. Are there any players that you think the Magic should be looking at in free agency? I know fans are going to say go after Blake Griffin. The Magic don't have Max Caprum. They're gonna they're not going to be able to get a player like him. I mean, what kind of players? If, if any of you've looked at free agency. What kind of players should the Magic be looking to add to this group? I mean, anybody? I. That's all you. <laughs> uh, well, the we can definitely count out the Magic getting anybody. Like you said, they're limited in terms of their cap space, so that automatically rules them out from max players. Besides that, uh. I'm I'm not expecting a lot to spend some money. I just hope that they don't players like like Jeff Green. Like I I, I hope that they go solid players who aren't gonna you know go for home runs, but they're just gonna they're just gonna help the team. They're gonna fill in the gaps. Kind of end of the draft players. I think that's the kind of players they need to look at in free agency too. Players who are going to a little bit. Uh, players who can make some shots even if they can't really create for others 
I think that there should be some targets. They might have to overpay for them a little bit just because of the situation of the franchise right now, but I, I think that's the a reasonable goal. I got one. Uh, I'll, I'll admit I don't have many specific players in mind. How about Jonathan Simmons from the Spurs? I think that would be an interesting one. Like, I kind of like the idea of kind of what the Nets tried to do last year where you kind of just take risks on young guys and hope that they get better. So, like, I don't know how much Simmons is going to go for. Like, I have no idea. I'm assuming not, like, all the Magic cap space. But I think that would be an interesting one of, like, a, a young guy who, like, works hard and has, like, a lot of upside. Uh, I like that. Yeah, Jonathan Simmons for sure, too. Uh, and I just don't know how much it's going to cost. But, like, for me, I would definitely force the Wizards' hands and offer Otto Porter's contract as large as you could get because I think he's the perfect fit for the kind of thing that the team needs as far as a small forward goes. Um, but if you look at the rest of like the Trajan list like this year, it's pretty not great for what the Magic need. Uh, Pablo Cephalosha might be somebody that they would look at um, as far as a wing that can play defense and shoot a little bit. Um, but yeah, the Trajan list this year is not really great for them. Yeah, and, and I and I sus- and I suspect that the Magic are going to be pretty active in the trade market once the draft comes around. They've obviously got multiple picks that they can kind of entice teams with. Um, I think we all kind of recognize that this team as currently constructed is probably not going to get much better. You know, maybe, you know, if, if you brought, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that if you brought back this team back, the magic aren't going to do that. But if you brought this team back as constructed now, they'd be better than 29 wins, but probably at like the 33, 34, 35 win market, just be back where they were two years ago. And obviously the team I think wants to getting a little bit better. Um, our attention a little bit more now to to the draft more immediately. Um, talk a little bit about uh, the picks and the scenarios that the Magic are going to be facing. Uh, for those who are just joining the podcast, uh, I'm Philip Rossman-Reich of Orlando Magic Daily. I'm joined by Corey Hudson of Orlando Pinstripe Post, uh, David Iwanowski of Orlando Magic Daily, and Zach Palmer of Orlando Magic Daily. Um, people asked who was in the Google Hangout, so I'm trying to be responsive. I'm, I'm reading you guys. Um, but specifically, a, a lot of people have talked – that this is the best draft class since 2003. Zach, do you agree with that? No, no. I mean, you, you watch, like, I like the players at the top end of the draft, but, like, there's flaw, a lot of flaws in the players, like, big flaws in the players. And a lot of that has to do with the way the game has changed, too. So, like, Jason Tatum a couple years ago, you're like, yeah, great, let's play him at the three. And I'm watching him right now. I'm like, yeah, good luck trying to score against other threes in the NBA. He'll be a four. Like, I just don't see – and the, and the same goes to Jonathan Isaac. Oh, yeah, he's great. Uh, can't wait to play him at the four. Like, it's just too many. Lonzo Paul, I, I don't know if he can dribble. Malik Monk is small and can't play defense. I just, I don't know. It's it's a tough draft class for me. Like, Martel Fultz is great. Let's get number one. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> David, David, how do you, how do you assess the, the top of this draft before we start talking about some of the individual prospects in a little bit more detail? Yeah, I completely agree with what Zach just said. Besides Fultz, there's no one that really strikes me as like a sure thing star. I mean, some of these guys have like a lot of upside, but they also like aren't sure things at all. Um, So I think to compare it to the 2003 draft is kind of silly. Like even like 2015, probably like looking back on it might very well end up better. You know, guys like Townsend, Porzingis and Turner – I can't see how many guys in this draft are going to come that good. Maybe one, but yeah. Corey, uh, how, how do you assess the, the this draft class and, and specifically the top of this draft as as the Magic get ready to figure out where they're going to be picking in the next 30 minutes or so? Uh, 
my big takeaway from the what draft research I have done, I don't uh, feel totally prepared yet as far as uh, the specific guys, but at a glance, my biggest concern is that none of the high-end guys really seem like the the perfect fit for the Magic. Uh, aside from maybe Malik Monk, none of them like ace shooters. I feel like that's something the Magic could really use. There are players like uh, you know Jason Tatum, who plays small forward and projects as maybe a good defender and has some athleticism. Yeah, yeah, he's you know kind of filling the same role as Aaron Gordon. Uh, and I don't know those kinds of wings the Magic can keep taking without turning them in. You know, it feels like they've taken a lot of players like that. So that, that that's my biggest worry. Is, is that a perfect player for the Magic? But at the same time, uh, or maybe they can turn into the perfect player for the Magic. Yeah, and I think that's that's a fair assessment. I mean, we were talking a little bit before we came on the air about some of the draft prospects here. Sorry if I stepped on your toes there, Corey. It's technology. Um, you, uh, cutting out on my end, but that's that's technology. Um, but we were talking a little bit before we went on air here that it, it, it just feels like every single player has some flaw. Um, you know, if, if you follow me on Twitter, at Daily, I'll tell everyone I love Josh Jackson. I think he is a really, really smart basketball player and a really, really solid player. But for Kansas, I kind of think that might be where his future in this league is because his shot just isn't there. And especially for this Magic team, as much as I love his his basketball smarts uh, and, and, his, and his kind of – Basketball, like sure, it's a good fit for this team, especially if you still believe in Aaron Gordon. If you don't believe in Aaron Gordon anymore, replacement. Um, and it seems like each guy at the top of this draft, except except for maybe Markel Fultz, thing about him that makes you say this could be the thing that keeps him from being the breakaway star that that certainly the Magic need. Um, it, it, what's what's I guess uh, let's let's I guess start negative here. Um, David, who to you is is the biggest boomer bust in this draft? At the top of this draft, boomer bust. I would say. I mean, I don't know how much of a bust he's going to be, but I think there's a big variance in, in Lonzo Ball. Honestly, um, I think Zach and I, when we've talked on this, Boom, and by boomer bust, I mean, Twitter, um, like we've kind of agreed on the same thing. He's not a good defender. He's not a great dribbler. Uh, he could pass well, and the big thing on him is that people say he has the it factor. But I don't know. Like, if you're picking a guy to be a future star, I don't know if, like, his number one strength should be the it factor from college, especially, like, losing in the Sweet 16 in the tournament, too. Like, he must not have that much of the it factor. And every time he played against an NBA guard, he got killed, D'Angelo, uh, De'Aaron Fox. He couldn't even guard Jordan McLaughlin at the perimeter in the three games against Southern Cal. So, obviously, he has potential, and he could become good. But there, I think there's a huge variance. I definitely don't think he's a sure thing. So he's the one guy that I think, um, yeah, people need to be careful of their expectations for him. Zach, who, who do you is – and by boomer bust, I kind of mean he's either going to be really good or really bad, and there probably isn't much much of a between. Yeah. Zach, who do you is, is kind of the guy that you want to kind of hit the pause button and make sure you do a lot of homework on because he's he kind of falls in that category? Uh, I mean, I guess it's a little bit later in the lottery, but uh, for me, like Frank Nicolina mm-hmm. uh, overseas, I mean, I've watched him play, and I'm just not seeing a dude that's going to be able to play point guard in the NBA. 
Um, granted, there's only a limited tape available on them, so you can watch the feed again. That's pretty much where I'm getting all of the stuff I watch for him on. Um, but he's a little, he doesn't have great handles. Um, he's got an excellent frame to be an outstanding defender. So there's a chance that he can just stick around with defense. But, like, if his shooting doesn't translate, and we've seen guys like Mario where somehow his shooting disappears and doesn't translate. I mean, if that's if all Nick Lean's got left on him is his frame to play defense, he could be a guy that's out of the league pretty quick. Uh, and then another guy, too, is Mark Hannon, and they're about looking at the same um, area. But Mark Hannon's probably going to be fine since he can shoot threes. Like, you know, Brian Cook kind of could shoot threes even though he couldn't do anything else. <laughs> so he'll probably be fine with that. But those are just two guys that I don't know if I see enough tools that gonna, that's going to make them extremely useful players from where they're going to get picked. Yeah, and that's a uh, Lori Markinen of, of of Arizona, probably the best big man prospect. You know, maybe the best shooter in, in the draft. Although I, I I think I I lean on Malik Monk there as well. Um, you know, we uh, some someone on on the on the YouTube channel is asking us who would we take with the first pick. I, I think we all agree that that's Markel Fultz. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, what Corey? What? What? I mean, obviously, it's kind of it's going to be a Fultz or Ball type of type of draft, and that sounds dirtier than it is. Um, but uh, what differentiates Markel Fultz from Lonzo Ball to you? Seen so far. Corey, uh, to me, um, I'm happier with Markel Fultz's playmaking. I'm concerned. Lonzo Ball is known for his shooting. But I'm actually kind of concerned about that. I think they're the concerns, excuse me, concerns about his shot mechanics are real. Um, I do worry that he's not going to be able to get off his shot. Um, and in that sense, I would agree that he's maybe a big boomer bust prospect as well. Um, so in that sense, I just think that uh, Fultz has a higher floor, I guess. Like I'm more confident that he's going to succeed in the NBA than Ball is. And I would agree with oh. that as far as Mark Elfwood goes. And your analysis of him? Yeah. Uh, sorry, say that again, Phil. Oh, sorry. Uh, da- uh, I, was, I was asking David, um, how much does Washington not winning play into your analysis of, of Fultz? Not that much. I mean, like, they weren't a very good team, but that happens. It happened with Ben Simmons last year. Um, if you watched Washington play, I don't think it was it was on him. It was kind of they just weren't a very talented team. Uh, so I mean, I don't really think too much about team success for that. Does it does it play a factor with you at all, Zach? Uh, no, absolutely not. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. has had the, had the same problem, and like uh, Dave was talking about, uh, Ben Simmons had the same problem. So. You have to have time on your team. And, I mean, like, you look at Lonzo Ball, like, oh, let's take his success in the factor. They win 30 games, and they've got three dudes that are going the first round, and then some other dudes that might get picked up, and other guys are in school, they'll get drafted next year. So I don't think it's a huge deal if, if one person can't carry the whole team, especially if your coach is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the fair analysis. I mean, Danny Granger, for instance, didn't go to the NCAA tournament in, what, two, three years at, at uh, New Mexico? Uh, it- it's, it, I mean, team success in college doesn't necessarily translate to team success in the pros. Uh, the uh, just to, as a brief aside here, you're watching the Orlando Magic Daily 
uh, Lottery Spectacular. The NBA Draft Lottery Show is getting set to begin on ESPN, so this is a good time to turn your TVs on to ESPN or not. Just watch us. We'll be reacting live as the lottery order is revealed. So I've got the TV on. You might see me on the YouTube channel. Look over to my left, your right. Um, that's because I'm looking, I guess it's right. I don't know. Um, that's because I'm looking at the lottery at the lottery uh, as it's happening on TV. Um, I know some of our panel are watching on tape delay, so I'm going to try not to react when I see what's going on. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll have the lottery results as they happen. So if you don't have access to ESPN, you'll be able to watch us here. We'll be watching uh, as it goes on too. Um, one of the, one of the big questions, I mean, I guess the first place to Magic, let's kind of dive back into some of these prospects. Uh, you know, we touched a little bit on Dennis Smith and, and some of the some of the team struggles he had. He's in. He was in Orlando for a workout on Monday. Uh, Zach, what do you make uh, of Dennis Smith Jr.? Where where do you put him kind of in the draft pecking order since the Magic have have brought him into the fold? I see now. So that's my guy right there. If the Magic don't get number one, because I feel like for Smith, like his the biggest knock on Smith is that he kind of just gave up on defense on this terrible team. But, like, you can see that this dude can create a sh- create his own shot very consistently, and he's very good at, cre- at making difficult shots. And if there's, like, one thing this team does not have any of, it's that. Uh, there's a couple worries about his, like, jump shot mechanics and stuff like that. Um, he, if he's set, he doesn't get momentum behind him. It's a little bit short, so he's going to have to work on that. But uh, he's actually – last year he had a great season. He was coming off an ACL tear. So you also expect to see him to become more explosive coming back and more confident coming back this upcoming year after a year off of ACL. So that's that's a guy I actually really like, and I almost want to put him as high as like number two on my board, but I'm afraid to just because, I mean, there's defense and there's also some questionable decision-making that goes along with the tough shot making that he has to do consistently. Yeah, uh, Dave, I mean, David, I think, when it when it came when it came to the point guards, I mean, there's obviously a lot of great point guards in this draft, but you know, Fultz and Ball go one two. The next two on that list are probably De'Aaron Fox and, and Dennis Smith. How how do you rank those two? Is Smith in Fox's neighborhood? Because obviously, Fox kind of got a little bit more exposure um, with with the NCAA tournament and had a fantastic NCAA tournament at that. But Smith was always kind of ahead of him, it seemed before then. How do you rate those two players? I've always liked Smith better. Uh, I'm really high on Smith as well. Uh, the thing with Fox is he's a very good defender, for at least for a college point guard, really athletic, but his jump shot is just bad. And, like, the Magic have already done the whole thing with the point guard who has no jump shot, and it didn't work for them. So I'm not sure if they should necessarily put Fox at all over Smith. Um, like Zach said, I think Smith – this is a very good player, especially coming off that injury. And the fact that NC State struggled was really not his fault as someone who watched a ton of NC State games. Um, I mean, he came out there ready to play most of the time and played well despite his teammates not being very good. So I think I personally have Smith above Fox, uh, and Smith definitely higher than a lot of people do. Yeah, and I'm actually, I think, in in that uh... – in, in that group too, uh, the only the only question that I have, I guess, about uh, the only question that I really have about Fox is 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 he too similar to Alfred Payton? Because obviously the Magic like they're ready to move on from Alfred Payton, uh, but um, are they too similar? I mean, Fox I, when I was when I was watching Fox at Kentucky, I always kind of viewed Fox as um, imagined Alfred Payton would be or could be, or should be. 
Um, who knows if that actually translates to the NBA? Um, Zach, what, what are your opinions uh, on Darren Fox? Is, is, is that kind of the dividing line where it's like too soon to kind of spend this, this important, importantly big asset on? And I guess here's the thing for me, like, cause I was super low on De'Aaron Fox before I watched some more games of him recently. Um, but the thing that separates him from Alfred, that's a really key difference. He is a lot more athletic. Like he's got another gear that Alfred Payton doesn't have. So that gives him a lot of potential to potentially be a even go-to score in isolation. If he can blow by guys and stuff like that. And Alfred Payton's never going to be able to do. Um, but I think the, comment that you make that are they too similar for a team that struggled because their pieces don't fit I think that is a very legitimate concern and one of the really large reasons why is for the magic I would take that, that over their box that the skill set as of right now too similar to the magic yeah I mean and and um it, that that's gonna be I think wrapped up in this draft is it feels like a lot of this roster is going to be back um, just because of the the cap situation that the team is in. But do you draft a player that fits the roster you have, or do you, do you kind of just take the best player available and begin to reshape the roster around him? Um, you know, we touched about, touched about that a little bit earlier in the hour, but is, is that the direction the magic should go? Obviously I think we all agree they should just take the best player available. Um, unless it bumps into Aaron Gordon too much. But uh, even then, do you, do you take a player that maybe bumps into Aaron Gordon too much and, and kind of start kind of lopping off parts of the roster from there? Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably the, the way to go. There, there's just not enough must-keep players on the roster right now. Um, a lot of that comes down to whether you have confidence in the organization to develop them. I think that's been a big problem in recent years is that nobody on the team has really exceeded expectations. So maybe from that perspective, I don't know really how you answer this question, but maybe you say, I want the magic to take the player likely able to develop. I don't know what that player looks like. I don't know if it has something to do with Vogel, um, you know, what kind of players he's done well developing. Maybe you target players similar to that. But um, yeah, I, I, overall though, I would agree that, uh, Talent is the biggest indicator, not so much fit right now. Yeah, and I, I think that that might be the way to go. Obviously, this team needs a huge talent upgrade after winning only 29 games last season. Uh, ESPN broadcast is on its first commercial, um, so I don't know if they're coming back and beginning the lottery reveal. So uh, I want to kind of take a step aside from the top prospects for just a moment and talk a little bit about the other scenarios that are involved in this lottery, specifically the Lakers pick. I know there's a lot of questions uh, about the Los Angeles Lakers pick and why it's important. Essentially, it's this. Back in 2012, the Orlando Magic acquired a future first-round pick from the Los Angeles Lakers in the Dwight Howard trade. Because of an NBA rule, it's called the Stepien rule, a team cannot trade away its first-round pick in multiple years. You can look on Wikipedia for the reasons why. Um, it's always Cleveland's fault. Just, just remember that. So the Lakers, earlier in that summer, had traded two first-round picks to the Phoenix Suns. So one of those picks was then dealt by Phoenix to Philadelphia as part of the Brandon Knight trade. That's, that's the complicated part. So this, the Lakers essentially owe a first-round pick to the Sixers, and then OA first round pick to the Magic. Here's where things get tricky, though. 
the protections that the that Rob Hennigan agree and and the Lakers at the time agreed to pick a top three protected pick in 2017, and then a completely unprotected pick in 2019. If that pick is not conveyed before 2019, it turns into two second round picks. So the Magic then would get a 2017 and a 2018 second round pick from the Lakers, and that's why this year it's very important that the Lakers convey that pick to the Sixers. Because if the Lakers don't convey that pick to the Sixers this year, that means they convey an unprotected pick to the Sixers year and thus cannot convey a pick to the Magic in 2019. Nuts and bolts of it is, and outside the top three Sixers, that means the Magic get a 2019 first round pick from the Lakers. That's why it's important. If the Lakers end up in the top three today, and they currently have the third best odds at winning the lottery, so if everything goes chalk, they finish third, send a second round pick this year and a second round pick next year to the Magic. So the Magic potentially could have four picks five, and, and actually they're explaining it on ESPN right now as I'm talking about this. Getting ready to introduce the, the, the representatives, Frank Vogel's representing. Let's say that the Magic do get four draft. Um, Corey, if you're back, Corey. Going twice. Oh. Corey, you there? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Can you all hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. Sorry. Technology is fun. Um, Corey, if the Magic get four picks in the top 35, what should they do with these picks? Is, is there the possibility, should the Magic think about trading some a couple of these picks to move up in the draft a little bit? Uh, that is definitely an option. And when you have multiple picks kind of grouped together like that, that is kind of a natural um, thing to do with them is that you can you know, bundle them together to move up. I don't know how far they can realistically move up. I don't know what value you should expect for you know picks – 25 plus 33 or, or, or whatever combination it is. Um, but the, uh, my guess is that they probably, they might make one trade with those lower picks. I don't think the higher ones are going to, they're going to do anything with. Um, I think that if they don't make any picks, then they'll probably follow a plan like you suggested before, where uh, they're going to take the best player available on the high end and then, kind of try to fill out the roster with the low end um, uh, as opposed to, say, taking uh, all right. flyers or something like that. Sounds good. And, da- and David, they're actually getting ready to introduce the, the representatives right now. Um, David, if the Magic get 35, what do you do? Do you, do you use all four or do you, do you try and trade a few of them? They could trade up, but honestly, they could use four – young players on cheap contracts to fill up their roster. They don't really have that much talent, so might as well. Like, I'd be cool with them totally keeping all those picks. Zach, what, what would you do What would you do with, with four rookies? Do you bring four rookies into camp, or do you try and, uh, try and change things up a little bit? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely bringing four rookies into camp. And for the later picks, I'm picking dudes that were probably, like, closer to four-year players that produce and can play a role right away to help out this bench because they need it badly. And you can see how Malcolm Brogdon helped out the Bucks last year. You can usually find guys like that in the second round if they're looking for guys that are going to be role players and not stars. All right. The 
Uh, and the NBA draft lottery is getting set to begin, or the reveal is getting set to begin. Uh, they're introducing the representatives right now. They're up to the New York Knicks, so Walt Frazier is there. Uh, it's time for the visual aid. Um, I showed this to everyone here. This is, my, uh, this is my big board here with the NBA draft lottery order. You can see starting here with the Miami Heat going all the way, snaking all the way up here to the Boston Celtics is your NBA draft order. So if you aren't watching on ESPN, I will be following along on my big board. Yes, this is a real thing that I've owned for 20-some-odd years now. Um, so it, it is real. It is beautiful. You can see the original Orlando Magic logo, by far the best thing ever made. Uh, you can see the original Atlanta Hawks Pac-Man logo somewhere around here. There it is. Um, you can see the Seattle Supersonics logo. If I put it somewhere, there it is over there on uh, way off the screen. Um, and so we're waiting now for the draft lottery results. Um, that's, I, I mean, I, feel free to guys to comment whenever, whenever you see something fun on, on the screen. I'm going to try and stay at least a little bit quiet here since I know some of you are, are tad behind. Um, Frank Vogel on, on, on the, on the dais there, everyone like his summer beer. That's, that's the most important question. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I like it. It kind of reminds me of Rob Henning and beard before he gets the breath of fire. So I don't know if that's the way I'd want to go. It's all right. Good for Frank. Uh, live his dreams, I guess. Is, 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 yes, is... go, go for Cork. I was gonna say I have no objections to the summer beard. I am I am all for that. Is is the summer beard? What do I mean? While we're talking about hair, Evan Fournier's gone blonde. I'm not kidding. I've seen it. It is it is a strange sight. So I'm behind you guys on the stream, and I just saw his beard, and he looks kind of like an uh like the older version of Tobias Funke from the most recent. <laughs> <hair from Nevada. laughs> <laughs> oh man! Friends of Devin Booker. Um, yeah. So we got we got oh, damn. That's that's yeah, that's. So if, if you have if you if you have any Tobias Fume Kate Frank Vogel memes, now is the time. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, we're getting ready for the NBA draft lottery. This is going to be the boring part if you're listening on the podcast because we'll go kind of quiet. Um, this is kind of the, the show-and-tell part here uh, on the YouTube channel. Trying to follow along. I'm sure some of you have ESPN on. We'll comment as, as things happen. Um, hopefully, we're not too far behind each other here. Um, I will react live. We'll have reaction after the lottery ends on where the Magic pick. Um, probably talk a little bit about it during the commercial as well. Uh, depending on what happens, um, I, I, I guess I mean, what's what's there left to say? Pat Williams has done his magic. It's it's time to see see what happens. What's what's your gut feeling, everybody? Uh, Lakers are going to keep their pick. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, that's my gut too. I think Lakers keep their pick. Magic get bumped down to sixth. That'll be my random prediction. Uh, I think I'll go the same thing. Lakers keep their pick, but uh, I actually had a dream a couple weeks ago where the Magic got pick number three, which doesn't really help. But let's I'll just go with it. Uh, I I am feeling good. Uh, I won an NBA 2K my team on an alley oop uh, earlier today, so I am feeling quite quite lucky. Uh, the Lakers will probably give up their pick, but the Magic will probably stay fifth. Stay uh, can the Magic stay fifth? No, the Magic will jump up. Over the Lakers and get to three. How about that? 
I like it. I'd be cool with that. I'm optimist. Um, if you have any questions for the show, uh, you can drop them in the uh, live. We'll probably be kind of quiet here as, as the lottery uh, gets revealed on TV. You can see Pat Williams now on the television screen. On the te television screen, uh, he is, of course, the Magic's lucky charm, resident lucky charm, having won the lottery uh, three times um, already. Uh, so if anyone, I, I get annoyed when people say the lottery is rigged because why the hell, why the heck would they make the Magic win it three times if it's rigged, especially to win Shaq? Um, uh, yeah, well, I, I guess uh, this is this is the boring part of the show. This is the part where I. Looking at the big board, oh, they, they don't the Mark Tatum, they don't do Mark Tatum anymore. That makes me sad. Oh no, he's the security. Okay, so so Tatum. Sorry, I have I, I am a big fan of deputy commissioners. They are my favorite people. Long live Russ. He should be doing the second round for all eternity. Um, hopefully Ernst and Young got the uh, envelopes right this time. Uh, and so uh, the NBA draft lottery is uh, ready to be revealed. It looks like uh, so. Oh, no, they're going to go to commercial because that's how ESPN does. Uh, we got a commercial. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, we all said if the Magic picked first, we'd all take Fultz. Um, the Magic take goes second. We all go ball? We all go Lonzo ball? Uh, I mean, <laughs> probably, but I don't want them to. I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> You don't. You don't like. You don't like Levar. You don't like the big baller brand. Corey. I love Levar. I wish. I hope he goes to like New York or even like I'm Boston or something. A, just so he goes with that media all the time. <laughs> when when does when does the big baller brand network begin? Like we know he's getting a TV deal somewhere. Oh please, please, Fox. <laughs> I would give anything for him to join First Take and replace Max Kellerman. No offense to Max Kellerman, but yeah, that would be gold. Um, I, so, so I guess I mean, I, I, every draft kind of has a place where it really, really begins. I guess this draft really begins at three. Let's say the Magic end up third, uh, and Fultz and Ball are off the board. Who do you take at three if you're if you're the Orlando Magic? I go honestly. I go Dennis Smith. Oh wow, going wow. high with Dennis That's Smith. Quite the reach. I'm not high on Josh Jackson and the Magic. Definitely in a point guard. Uh, I'll go Dennis Smith. Zach, who are you going with at three? I'd, I'd all, I want to go Dennis Smith, but I'll actually take Josh Jackson just because I think he's a small forward. <laughs> the Magic. <laughs> Corey, what, what direction do you go? I think I like Jason Tatum a little bit more than Josh Jackson. I don't know if that's – but just uh, I have a – a gut feeling that I, I just like him more. I like his stat profile. I like that he gets at least a steal in the block every game. That's something that usually carries over to the NBA level. That's something that um, has a pretty high correlation as opposed to some other stats. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the like, stuff that happened with Josh Jackson, the, the like, off-court incidents, they kind of, like, put me off a little bit. I don't like that stuff as much. So I'm, I, I lean a little bit toward Jason Tatum. Okay. For the record, I'd also be super cool with Tatum or uh, Isaac at three. I just yeah. We 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 didn't we we did not really talk about Jonathan Isaac a lot. I mean, I think he if, if the Magic fall, he's kind of in their range. Uh, quickly, uh, David, what do you what do you like about Jonathan Isaac that, that has you kind of mentioning here mentioning him here at the top? I mean, he's really tall and really long, 
and he has kind of guard <laughs> skills, but he could also defend a lot of positions and he can allow the magic to go small and play more modern. Um, Jonathan Sharks wrote about like possibly playing him summon even at the five. It hopefully gets like a little bit stronger, but uh, just all of the options they could have with him, I think it would be great. Yeah, obviously very versatile. Obviously very versatile player. Um, people have likened him to Kevin Durant. That's insane. Uh, but he does show the ability to maybe get NBA range. If he can develop a three-point shot, he could be really interesting. Um, he seemed a little passive to me at Florida State, but I think that's a product of being a freshman. Everyone at the top of this draft is a freshman, so uh, I think he takes some of things with a grain of salt and realize that they can indeed get better. Here we go. NBA draft lottery is beginning. We're, with, we're at the 14th pick. So follow along. Probably not have my pen. He went traveled all that way to get the 14th pick, and the Heat don't even have their pick next year. Denver Nuggets are 13th, so we are still chalk. Everyone loved the Fobac Pistons logo, correct? Yeah. It, it was better than what it was, so what was it? Eleventh pick goes to the Charlotte Hornets, which means the Sacramento Kings will keep their pick. Uh, they they had a top ten protected pick going to the Chicago Bulls. That that epic epic protected pick that they managed to hold on to. <laughs> Dave, Dave Dave Yeager looked so sad when they said zero percent chance of winning the lottery. That was hilarious. <laughs> The Kings are due to pick eighth, but this pick would go to the New Orleans Pelicans, I believe. The Pelicans are moving up. No. That's the Sixers. The Sixers get to swap, don't they? The Sixers get to swap that pick. That's right. Oh, my God. God. No, I think the Pelicans would keep their pick if it's top three, and the Sixers can swap three protected. It's top three. Yeah, so the Pelicans would keep their pick if it's – did you say it's top three? I mean – here comes the magic spot at six. Oh, now I'm getting nervous. Magic will pick sixth in the NBA draft, everybody, which is statistically where they were supposed to pick. So the team that gets to jump is the Sacramento Kings, which the Philadelphia 76ers and the Sixers look like. The Sacramento Kings, fifth. I don't get how that works. That's Philadelphia's pick. So Philadelphia jumps, so the Lakers are losing their pick. Yes! Are you hey, serious? There we go. The Lakers are losing their pick. But Philly's in the top three. Philly's got two picks in the top three now. Don't oh they know? One of them at least. The thing the fourth pick in the NBA draft goes to Phoenix Suns. The Magic do not get the pick. Oh it's Brooklyn, God. LA, and Philadelphia. <sighs> So as we go to commercial here, Brook, uh, the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Sixers are in line for the. It's all rigged. It's all rigged. It's all rigged. Power, <laughs> disaster. It's not an A, obviously. As Pat Williams' luck ran out. Well, I thought he ran out when we got Mario Hazonia at five, so yeah. <laughs> they need to. Uh, uh, I love you, Pat, but. They should have signed Taylor Hall, Mr. Lottery, in the NHL. Picking sixth. 
John, John Weisbrod, we should bring John Weisbrod back. Um, the Magic are picking sixth. Uh, what, uh, I'm trying to think here. What, what options does that leave them? They're probably, I mean, obviously now Fultz, Ball, Jackson, probably Tatum are off the board. Junior, every We're looking time. at Dennis Smith Jr. Every huh? time, all the time. Dennis Smith only Jr. Dennis the, Smith Jr. The, the one for one on workouts, apparently. Um, it, it look, I mean, I would say the Magic are probably now picking between, uh, depending on how high Darren Fox goes. Uh, we'll we'll throw Darren Fox, uh, Malik Monk, Dennis Smith Jr. And, and uh, probably Jonathan Isaac might be in there too. Um, we all kind of agree. Lori Markkinen is out. Yeah. I don't think any of us seem very hard pass. Hard pass on Markkinen. Um, so between obviously, um, obviously with with where the Magic are picking now, uh, who do you like at that pick? Um, if Fox is available, do you jump? Do you jump on him now, or do you kind of, uh, or does that mean that that Smith jumped up too high, or? or Scott, there's so many scenarios here. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of kind of speechless here. On, on Anybody? Uh, I think the main takeaway here is that um, the, the folks will be out in force on Twitter talking about the Magic winning that last game instead of losing. Because the oh, Sixers God, that's right. from fourth jumped up. Instead of actually, the Magic actually, Actually, that's not true. The Kings jumped up. The Sixers are picking ahead of the Magic. Uh, oh yes, I think. yeah, you're you're totally right. That's a very good call. Uh, so so the win, the win on the last day of the, the season did not mean anything. Yes. Okay. Karma has not helped. Now has not won the day, but but tanking certainly not either. Um, the, the Sacramento Kings pick jumped, and the and the Sixers swap had a pick swap with that. So it's actually Sacramento. LA, Brooklyn, Boston, um, so, in in that top three. So the Sixers have two top five picks, no matter what. Then, right? That's that's what's happening right now. Yes. Without the Lakers falling out, they have two top no. five picks. No. They have one top five. Have only one pick. They had a yeah. pick swap. They don't have an extra pick. Didn't right. the pick that the, Pelic, the, the Lakers pick that the Pelicans gave up to the Sixers? Get are will they be swapped? Right? The Pelicans. Was it just a swap? Brooklyn, oh Jesus! Oh dang! Sorry, uh, I just completely spaced here. They came back. Your lottery order is Boston, L.A., Philadelphia. So oh. Boston got the first pick. So the, first the Kings pick. pick is the one that jumped up to first. I believe so. so. The Kings pick is the one that jumped the, up to the first. The legacy of or, or, or to third, to third, to third, to third. Yeah. To third. Oh, to third. Is that Tyrus Sacramento is picking Lonzo fifth, Ball which is what Philadelphia would be picking. Oh, Lonzo Ball's going to the Lakers. It's going to be oh a bloodbath. I'm so excited for that. This is the most – this is – by the way, this is like I, – I, I agree with having a lottery, but this is such a silly way to do things. <laughs> I don't understand why, like, if you want to discourage tanking, like, you should be making it so the, 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 the odds are changed so that's more like – People are able to bounce up more. I, I, don't, I don't know. It seems like if that's what you're trying to do, that would accomplish. They need to probably balance. They need to probably balance out the odds. My my idea was to was to do a full lottery, get top odds. The top odds have the belt, and so if you don't, if you're like if you have the most ping balls and you don't get that first pick, you could end up like nine, ten, eleven, and it and totally messes you up. That's my crazy. That's my crazy lottery fix idea. 
that's a lot of gladiatorial style destruction of bad teams. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, Markel Fultz. Uh, we're we're going to close out here probably in the next five minutes or so. But um, do the Celtics take Markel Fultz? Yeah. Uh, David, what do you think? I think so. They're going to go with the best player available. Um, yeah, maybe that means in like two years or whenever Isaiah's contract is up, maybe they'd be looking to trade him or not bring him back. But I think they go with the best player available, potential star with Fultz. Uh, Corey, yeah. do you think do you think Boston goes with with Fultz? As opposed to trading it? Um, yeah, As opposed think, to doing something else with it. Right. Yeah, I think I think they probably draft him. They've they've had a lot of opportunities to trade that pick up till now, uh, unless they really get like a killer offer or unless something happens in that Cavs series that really makes them like reassess their existence. I, I think they're just gonna take the <laughs> the top player and, and settle for being very, very good for a long time. Yeah. So that's that's probably a good result. Yeah, that's that's it's uh Boston's probably in a dream right now because they could probably maybe sneak it if they wanted it. Um at the end of the day, the odds kind of fell where they were. The magic picked where projected to pick. I mean the odds were that they would pick uh pick sixth. Um I think now that the team has a better idea of what their options are. Um when you look uh, as as we close out the show here, Zach, when you look at the options, we talked a little bit about them kind of informally, but now that we're trying to digest this. Um, how how do you like the Magic's options at six? Are they going to well, get the kind of player that they need? I, I think that if you pick Dennis Smith or Jonathan Isaac, I think you, you're doing yourself a favor. Uh, I think Darren Fox is going to jump Dennis Smith as far as the rankings go. There's a lot of hype behind Darren Fox right now. So I think he'll probably go ahead of him. So I think if you pick one of those two guys, uh, it could work out. Jonathan Isaac is more of a project, so I mean – he could probably play the three right now uh, as a starter, and he's an he's an additional ball handler that you could have with the starting lineup. Not like I'd want to put it in his hands all the time, but he's capable. Uh, but Dennis Smith Jr. is definitely the guy I'd be targeting right now, uh, especially if you're looking to move on from Elvert Payton. So that's that's where I would go with it. David, how are you liking the Magic's Magic's uh, position here at six? Yeah, I mean, you could tell earlier when you guys asked who I picked third that I don't really think there's much of a difference between, say, like the two and seven in the draft. So it's not the end of the world. I think the Lakers pick thing is the bigger deal. Uh, like you guys said, Smith okay. I think would be a good pick there. Uh, if any of those wings are around, like I said before, like a Tatum maybe falls, probably not. But even like Johnny Isaac would be a good pick, I think. Um, but I don't think it's that big of a deal that they're picking six as opposed to whatever, three, five even two, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this took that at the top. Uh, Corey? Uh, I'm, I kind of like the idea of taking Monk. Uh, maybe uh, are you he changes in the... I, I At six, I kind of like the idea of them taking Monk just because I like the idea of them taking a, a really good shooter. I, that's something that they've desperately searched for for many years now but i'm i'm pretty sure they're just going to take whoever they think is the best overall player regardless of position so i wouldn't even be shocked if they take someone like laurie markinen if they really think that he's the best player um but personally i i think i like malik monk the best of guys in that range jonathan isaac or dennis smith would be fine too yeah i'd be cool monk yeah yeah i mean yeah, i think if, if this if this 
if this decision comes down to Smith or Monk, and obviously going to develop more as we got a little bit more than a month before the draft, if it comes down to Smith or Monk, um, I think that that's going to be probably a good thing for the Magic. I think that those are players that can contribute pretty quickly. They may not be kind of the superstar, all-star players uh, that most people are hoping for when you get into the lottery, but today, when you look at this, exactly where the odds said they would. So I don't know how you can be super upset. Um, you know, you're not Sacramento. You know, even Sacramento came out like bandits in this in this lottery. Philly Phoenix is is the big loser. As as are as is New York. Really, New York is a big loser in this in this lottery too. The Magic are kind of where they're at. Um, they're going to get the 33rd pick in the in this draft too. So they're there to maybe package 25. 33 and 35 into something, whether it's another player, whether it's moving up in the draft or whatever the case may be, they could certainly package that with other players. So there's, there's definitely more there's definitely plenty of opportunity here um, for the magic to make some more immediate gains. Obviously I think a lot of people would have preferred that the magic keep the 2019 first round pick because first round picks are more valuable than second round picks, but this is a deep draft. Uh, I think when people talk about how good this draft is, they're not talking necessarily about how good it is at the, top although it's very good they're also talking about the depth there are some good players that the magic can get in that 25 to 35 range and they're going to have three picks in that area um we're going to close out today's show we've been going on for a little while this of course will be posted on the locked on magic uh itunes feed so you can subscribe to the podcast and listen back to it on itunes audio and stitcher tune in all the fun places you download podcasts your podcast enabled listening device um on the horn who wins tonight's who wins uh who wins the who wins the? Who's meeting in the NBA Finals? Uh, Corey. Uh, the, the do I? Yeah, the the Magic out of nowhere. RKO something <laughs> WrestleMania reference. You like that, Phil? Right? Uh, yes, yes. RK RKO out of nowhere. The the, the, the Cavs and the Warriors. Warriors, David. Who who you got? Who you got in the meeting, meeting in the finals here? As we're waiting game two of the Western Conference Finals. You're known all along. Everyone was trying to get cute and saying the Cavs are in trouble. Oh, KD might be hurt. They might not go. Spurs are looking good. They beat Houston without Kawhi. We all knew what it was going to be. I could see honestly. I could see both the Cavs and Warriors sweeping, going 12 and out and meeting in the finals. <laughs> Zach, save us from some chalk, please, please, please. Uh, my prediction is actually the Spurs are going to come back and win the series. My man Dwayne Dedman is going to get in there, and he's going to bully people. He is going to just bully the Warriors into submission, uh, and then it'll be Spurs in seven after he beats up, like, Draymond Green and Steph Curry and knocks him out of the next four or five games. Uh, and then the Cavs are going to beat the Celtics, uh, even though Marcus Smart is going to try to throw the clamps on LeBron. It'll be good to watch. Yeah, uh, Dwayne Denman for Finals MVP would be my favorite. Would be my favorite universe to live in. That's the dream. That's the dream. Uh, I want to thank you guys for for coming on the show here for our 2017 NBA Draft Lottery Spectacular. Uh, the Magic once again with the sixth pick. Uh, uh, starting with uh, Zach, tell everyone where they can find you on on the Twitters. Um, at former tank commander on Twitter, and that might be soon to change now that we're done tanking and didn't even get the first pick again. I'm heartbroken, so you know, throw me suggestions. <laughs> continuing, continuing tank commander. Um, David, where where can where can people find you on the Twitters? Uh, at David I want one. Yeah. And, and Corey, uh, you're 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 the odd man out here. You're in enemy territory. Uh, where can people find you on the Twitters and what do you have going up on uh, Orlando Pinstripe Post? Uh, so I'm at Professor Corey on Twitter. I uh, 
about the lottery coming up certainly and we'll have plenty of draft coverage coming up and then also i've, I've got a big thing about the uh season recap coming up really uh consciousness dive into how i feel about the magic so that should be that should be interesting that should that should be on a Sartre levels of existentialism uh, if if, mm-hmm. if it's if it's any good. Um, you can of course find me on Twitter at omagicdaily. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Be sure to give us a like at Locked On Magic. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Uh, we won't be doing this for the draft because I'll be at the Magic's uh, viewing party to to watch the draft there. But coming up on orlandomagicdaily.com the nba draft lottery is done their top three the boston celtics the los angeles lakers the philadelphia 76ers the orlando magic will draft sixth i'll be back again tomorrow another episode of locked on magic for zach david and Corey. i want to thank you all for watching we will see you all again on another episode of locked on magic you are locked on magic Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.